Welcome in to a special edition of Sacred City Vision Drip. Really, I mean, not nothing super special, but I'm kind of breaking out of the mold today to talk about something a little timely uh, that I do think is important for us to lean into as a church during this season as we dive into uh, the Advent season leading up to Christmas. And uh, over the next few days, you'll start to see uh, some posts from ch- on Church Center um, with some details uh, some, I don't know, things that are meant to encourage you in celebrating Advent. Uh, and, and for me, celebrating Christmas and Advent hasn't always been a, like a, a really joyful thing for me. I mean, as a kid, of course uh, it was, in fact, one of the things that I always loved to look forward to was, uh, every Christmas Eve, we would go to our, our Christmas Eve service at church. And usually, you know, my parents were, singing or playing or, or doing something in the service. And so we'd go together as a family. And then every year, my grandma and grandpa would host kind of an extended family reunion on Christmas Eve, sort of. I mean, it's like you have a bunch of people in town who maybe you don't see each other as often, some second cousins, third cousins. I mean, I'd, there were probably people there that I'd, weren't actually really my cousins, but it's just something that every year... Uh, I'd look forward to it. I, I'd have some some family in town that uh, just that time of year, I, it was pretty much the only time I got to see them. So, and of course, presents the next day. So we got to stay up super late on Christmas Eve. And uh, and then obviously wake up all, and my mom always had cinnamon rolls on Christmas morning and it was yummy. And um, and then opening gifts and, and all that stuff. And we'd bounce from family to family. Uh, house on Christmas Day and the day after. Usually we'd spread it out for a few days. Got got several days worth of family Christmas celebrations. But um, for me, I kind of lost the excitement of Christmas. It had nothing to do with like finding out that Santa Claus wasn't real, which by the way, spoiler alert, um, really what brought upon my early onset Grinch disdain for Christmas was actually working in retail. Uh, for years and years, I worked at like a little department store um, and throughout high school into college for a little bit. And it was long hours. It was dealing with angry people. And um, it's like a lot of extra traffic going through and long hours. People are upset. I'm covered in glitter. It took me I feel like it took me like three or four years uh, until like I removed from working retail where all of the glitter finally made its way out of my wardrobe from all of the Christmas ornaments. And, you know, it just it was one of those things. And so and then it would always cut into like the family time. Uh, and so there are a few years there where I mean, I just had a bad attitude about um, celebrating Christmas because I knew it was going to just mean I'm working long hours and uh, dealing with people who are grumpy. That makes me grumpy. And. You know, so it kind of was this really, really negative um, sort of cycle, and uh, and and then with that too, I mean, like I've I've never liked traveling a lot, uh, and so the idea of like you know I go to college and and I got to shuttle back and forth and I live you know several hours away from home, and so it's just it was one of those things. It was always kind of like the holidays were laced with hassle, and, and so as great as it was, you know, celebrating Christmas Eve and Christmas morning and all of the good stuff, all of the baked goods and presents and family time that comes with it, it just seemed to be, you know, sort of overshadowed by some of the extra stuff. And um, yeah, so 
for several years, I just had a gloomy attitude toward Christmas. And, and over the last, I don't know, it's probably been seven or eight, I don't know, years of, of being really intentional about um, fighting for joy in the midst of the seasons, um, of, of trying to create really fun and enjoyable um, holiday rhythms with our family, with the kids, and, and trying to foster a, a deep joy in the holiday season and thanking God for sending His Son, Jesus, to, to live and die and for us. And so I have had to find things that I enjoy that help uh, cultivate a, uh, a more, well, I would say a more Christian attitude towards Christmas. And, and what I mean by that is like Christian attitude, not, not necessarily be caught up in caught up in all the frills and the hubbub of, of the, um, you know, the commercial side of Christmas of, of buying gifts. And I think that's still fun to go buy Christmas gifts and especially for loved ones and, and get them something that, you know, they're going to love and enjoy. And, and so I think that there is something special about gift giving, but aside from all the commercial retail sort of influences, um, to, to lean into, uh, the, the real spiritual, the, the truth of the reason for the season, I hate using cliches like that, but, uh, to, to really lean into that because, because it is all about Jesus and we want to keep Jesus front and center and to celebrate him, uh, for who he is and what he's done for us. And so I've, I've had a few things that I've deployed here in, uh, over the last, I'll just call it a decade, uh, to help me enjoy Christmas, to help kind of, um, fuel my love for the Lord and uh, kind of get in the spirit of the season. And I think that maybe maybe you're kind of like me, that you kind of want to roll your eyes uh, at, at all of the holiday stuff that's that's going on. And you just feel like you're busy and there's all these extra commitments that you have to follow through on. You know, I, I get it. Um, but I want to I wanna put this out there and, and lay out some resources that I think will help you as you fight for the joy uh, of the season and to, to cultivate some new opportunities, um, some new, new rhythms with your family that will also instill in them some, some deep joy for the season. And I think one of the easiest things to do is to listen to music. Uh, music has this pretty incredible capacity to to alter our our attitudes and our mood and and to get us thinking and and just the way that like the way that you sing about something and it sticks with you and then you find yourself humming that or you're thinking about that I do it all the time with songs that we we sing on Sunday mornings um, all week long I've got one of the songs stuck in my head I'm just um, I'm just reflecting on meditating on the lyrics that we sang and the scriptural truths. Um, that that res- resonate in them, and so I do think that music plays a special role in uh, your your Christmas celebrations, and and this makes sense because everywhere you go, I mean, for the next month or so, we'll just be pumping out the Christmas jams, and so um, now the thing that stinks about that is it's always this commercially sort of. I don't know. Some of them just feel tired, and that that's the thing for me. I, I like music a lot, um, and there's some classics that no matter what time of year it is, I'm I'm down to give it a listen and sing along. But there's just a lot of Christmas music, like the pop culture Christmas music that I could just do without. And so one of the things that I have done is I've found music that I really enjoy that that um, by artists that maybe are outside of the mainstream that have put together really incredible Christmas albums. 
um, or music for Christmas that I think I, I really enjoy. And so let me share a few of those with you. Maybe maybe your tastes line up with mine. Um, if you don't like them, fine, whatever. But at least, you know, if you're looking to change it up and to get something a little bit different than your typical, you know, Mariah Carey Christmas song, uh, here's some here's some good options for you. And, and the first one I think is my favorite that um, we were setting up the Christmas tree last weekend. And uh, we were just cranking this. Um, it's by a band called Future of Forestry. They've they've got a number of I like all their music to be honest with you, but they've got a number of of Advent Christmas uh, EPs or you know like little little short albums uh, full of really great music, it's really creative music. It's not your typical. And actually, if you want to get real crazy about it, um, I think it was last year, maybe the year before. Uh, Eric is the name of the guy who's you know the head of of the band, the leader of the band. Um, he's just an incredibly talented musician, and he put on a performance at Liberty University with a full orchestra. And so he's up there conducting and playing guitar, <laughs> and, and he's singing while you know, like leading a whole orchestra. And it's really creative, incredible music that I just love. I, I love I love the music. I love the sound of it. And so maybe you'll like that too. Uh, another artist that I would recommend uh, is Josh Gerrels. He has a a Christmas uh, album called, I think it's called Light Came Down. Uh, I'll try to look it up here as I keep talking. But um, again, he's he's got a very unique voice. It's sort of a um, I don't singer songwriter kind of folky, not like super. It's not like bluegrass folky, but um, singer songwriter type music, really great. Um, another another artist, Page CXVI. They have a an Advent to Christmas. Um, EP, I think, a, a CD or whatever, a compilation of, of songs that, again, really creative. Um, a, a, an artist that will put out music that you're most familiar with that'll it'll stick out is uh, Seabird. They they also have a a Christmas uh, Advent EP. So all I guess I'm just repeating myself here. They're, these are all Christmas Advent EPs. Uh, and then another one that I just found, uh, if you like um, sort of lo-fi beats, um, sort of not quite like hip hop, but it's like, it's got that smooth sort of groove feel, uh, a dude by the name Frank, uh, nope, excuse me, Forrest Frank, uh, put together an album called A Merry Lo-Fi Christmas that I've, I've really been enjoying. So these are some, some music that, uh, some, some recordings that I think for me, I've, I've enjoyed them. It's great music. It's a lot of them are, you know, they're, they're doing spinoffs of some, some famous, Christmas hymns and carols and, and just general songs um, that they're fun, they're creative, and it kind of changes it up a little bit. So maybe you just need to change the scenery, same songs, but a, a different um, a different rendition. Uh, there are some a few options for you uh, to to fill your earbuds with and your car stereo. Uh, and, and here's a couple other things, um, that I have found that have helped me. I, every year I try to pick up a, an Advent devotional. Um, you know, they, I think bookstores like just cranking these out. Um, and, and so there are a lot of them available, uh, to, for you to grab. If you go to a bookstore, go to, uh, Amazon or where, whatever you, you look at the Christian section for Christmas devotionals, you're going to find a bunch. Um, and actually we, we have a number of, uh, devotionals. We, I think we've got two, a couple family ones and, um, and one that's more for adults or, or older, uh, older folks, um, one I think is prepared by Paul Tripp, 
um, called Come Let Us Adore Him. Um, and we'll have that one available up in our uh, bookstore in the hospitality room. Um, but a couple of other ones that may maybe have not come up on your radar, because um, these are not necessarily in the um, in the mainstream Christian Advent circuit uh, that I would recommend. Um, one that I've I've just picked up uh, that I'm going to be wake, making my way through this year, but I've, I've I've flipped through it and it looks really good. It's a a book called Christmas Thoughts by J.C. Ryle. I, this is not necessarily like a a day by day. Um, Advent, like a daily devotional sort of thing. Um, it's basically, it's like four or five, it's five different uh, little letters that he writes uh, to you as a friend. So he's JC Ryle writing to you and just saying, hey, you think about these truths. So um, I'm looking forward to that one. Uh, bring that along with me as we travel. And then uh, this one's going to be way out of the box, one that you've probably never even thought of, but it's, um, it doesn't necessarily fit the stereotypical Advent resource, uh, but it is certainly within the realm of Advent because it's about the incarnation. And so this is, this is a a book that was written by an early church father named Athanasius. Um, and his book is called on the incarnation. Um, we've been reading this book together as an elder team, um, it's really great. Um, you think that for being written in the late 300s, it might be a bit over your head, but really, there is some. It's really approachable, really easy to read, and it's a great work of of theology that is has really had a profound impact on the church through the ages. And so, uh, th- this one gets more into about the incarnation, why it's so significant that that God put on flesh, and why it's important to maintain. Um, the fullness of God, Jesus as God, and fullness of Jesus as man. Um, and so that that would be another book. If you want to dive in, maybe it's something a little bit more theological and not so, you know, gimmicky with the Christmas stuff. Here's a great option. It's it's Athanasius on the Incarnation. Now, the, the devotionals that I've mentioned here have been mostly geared for adults. Um, and so let me let me throw out a couple of family resources um, that I think can be helpful. Um, one, I honestly, if you have not created a, an advent rhythm, it's really not hard at all. Here's what you should do. Go get yourself, go get yourself a little advent wreath, right? Um, one of those wreaths that has the, the, um, candle holders for four candles, four or five candles, depending on how fancy you get, you get one of those wreaths. Um, you, you find online, you can find this for free. You can find Advent readings, keep it short. Um, you know, three to five minutes of, of scripture reading that focuses on, uh, the, the promise of the child and the deliverance of the promise and Christ. Um, you read a scripture, you sing a hymn together, sing a Christmas song together, light the candle each week. I mean, really, honestly, um, anything, even that simple is better than missing some of these opportunities to to sort of create these rhythms of family discipleship, of family worship time. And I think Advent, um, if you're not singing together as a family, if you're not praying together as a family, if you're not pulling out the Bible and reading it together as a family, Advent provides an incredible opportunity each year to start 
great traditions, not just for Advent, but to start good rhythms uh, for the rest of your year. So when you're sitting down at dinner time, um, dad, you're sitting at the head of the table, you're sitting down um, as the kids are eating, you're leading some sort of devotional, you're helping the kids uh, get saturated with the word of God. Um, you're teaching them songs, you're teaching them uh, the hymns that have pa- been passed down from generation to generation, uh, teaching our kids these things so that they would you know, work to, to form their hearts, their minds. Uh, so that they would grow as disciples of Jesus. So incredible opportunity to start it up here in the Advent season. So um, if you want something that's going to be a little bit more guided, uh, there's a a devotional called Prepare Him Room that uh, for years we it was written by Marty Machowski. Uh, I think I slaughtered his name, but... Um, he for years we use his his kids ministry curriculum and and it's it's a really nice little devotional I think it's great um, you can do that you can pick that one up at the bookstore um, we have one copy left of it's this giant book and it, and it folds out and it's got this Christmas tree it's it's sort of like an advent uh, what do you call it uh, advent calendar so a- every every day there's an ornament that you open up and you put it up on this fold out tree and there's a little devotional packed inside of it I think it's really fun for little kids um, I believe it's called you'll be able to spot it in the bookstore because it's literally the biggest book that we own um, I think it's called the greatest gift I might be wrong about that um, but it, it it's we've used it the last couple of years with our family and it's it's been a lot of fun so um, that's an option. And then uh, I mentioned this already, um, the devotional from Paul Tripp um, called Come Let Us Adore Him. That also will be in the bookstore. Now, if if you are uh, using the Dwell Bible app, um, which I know many of you are, um, uh, and, and if you want, you can get, get it um, if you're new to Sacred City and and haven't yet subscribed to that, um, we can get you a link and get you set up on that, get you free access to what I think is one of the most valuable Bible reading um, apps that's out there. Um, and also, you can go to the Version Bible app, which is, pro- I think it's the number one Bible app in the App Store. Both of these um, apps tend to have uh, Advent devotional, um, Advent reading plans, um, but I know Dwell just launched a new one, um, I think called presence, um, a new, it's like a new, um, it's a new devotional that, that you can access right there on your phone. Um, you can listen to it and, uh, I think it'll be good. Um, also here's another resource. Uh, last year, I believe if you want to dig back through the archives here of sacred city vision drift, I shared a little bit about some of my favorite, um, Christmas hymns and sort of unpack them. Cause sometimes you don't really know what we're singing about. Um, so that might help kind of you know, get rid of some of the unfamiliar language and, and go back and check some of those out. Maybe I'll, I'll uh, bring those back out from the archives and share those again. Um, but also our sermon series this year is going to be sort of in the same vein. Um, sermon series through the season of Advent will be called Hark. And what we're doing is we're basically, we're looking at the the Christmas hymn, Hark the Herald Angels Sing. Um, and we are following this, this is to me, this is one of the most incredible hymns that we have as a church. Um, and we're actually going to trace down, uh, the biblical source of, of this, the song. Cause it's not just, of course, hark the herald angels sing. It makes you think of Luke two when the angels appear to the multitude and are singing. That's what really sparked this whole thing. But every single line in this song is a reference to a different, um, old Testament, new Testament, reference 
uh, scripture here, and it, it teases out the story of redemption. And so we're going to kind of look in that and unpack that. I'm really looking forward to that. should be a good time. Um, and hopefully uh, just deepens our appreciation for the great uh, hymns, that Christmas hymns that we have. Um, so there's stuff there. Now, I like I said, in the next day or two, a couple weeks, or with, within a week, probably by the time you're listening to this, this is already live, but we're going to post something up on Church Center that'll help you kind of hunt down uh, some great resources in addition to what I laid out here for you. Um, just to help you help you cultivate the spirit of joy and and um, and gladness for the season and to cultivate that in your family. We've got all kinds of Christmas tree um, farms around here that you can go and pull out a tree, setting up, making decorating and all the stuff uh, a fun, joyful, and uh, really pointed, you know, like intentionally pointed experience to, to point to the light coming into the world. So. Uh, I just want to throw all that out for you. And so I, I want you to know that if Christmas time is hard, and I realize that there are multiple reasons why, it seems that there are are several, you know, it's, just, it's a hard season because if you've lost somebody um, within the year, or maybe you've lost somebody around the holiday season, and it just always kind of puts a shadow over, and I'm not trying to diminish that by any sense. It is what it is, and there's a sense of grief that comes with it. But one of the reasons that we can rejoice uh, through the midst of trials and hardships is because the light has come into the world and the darkness will not overcome it. And so even though many people are dealing with grief through this season, we, we really ultimately want to grieve uh, like Christians as those who don't have hope, um, not like those who don't have hope, rather, but those who do have hope uh, because Jesus has come into the world. And so um, as much as we can with with the reality of, of hard things going on in the season, but also knowing that, man, no matter what has gone on, whatever, whatever transpires, uh, we have great hope in Jesus Christ, um, and we want to celebrate him well in this Christmas season. So uh, I hope that has encouraged you. Uh, maybe, you know, pick something up. Start listening to one of these recommendations. Um, we'll have some more, obviously. Oh, you know what? One of them I forgot is our very own uh, Sacred City Music. We cor- recorded this years ago. In fact, I'm, I'm on this when I was back when I was playing keyboard. I think maybe even I, I've got some trombone um, recorded on this one too. I'm not sure. Um, but Veiled in Flesh by Sacred City Music. You can find that. I'm pretty sure. Um, I don't know. We might even have some copies of it left, uh, here that we'll just give away for free. If, if it's in the bookstore, I'll give it away for free. Otherwise you can find it on, uh, wherever you listen to music. So, uh, a couple other stuff that that'll be coming up on a post on church center here in the next couple days. Keep an eye out for those. I hope you make the best of the season. I love you guys. And I'm really looking forward to celebrating this Advent season with you and your family. God bless you. And I will see you on Sunday as we gather to worship. Take care.